You're listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 226. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the moderately caffeinated John Brownstone. Yeah. I'm running out of creative ways to describe you, by the way. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. I'm, I'm sure y'all I'm all. boring, but... You no. are not boring. I am the word lady <laughs> who can't word. Ah. This week, uh, let's talk about feeling overwhelmed and DS and kink. Who, who knew it could happen? Yeah. Uh, it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream this episode every Wednesday. Well, not this exact episode every Wednesday, that would get repetitive, but the podcast episode that comes out on Friday is live streamed on Wednesday. I think I just confused myself. <laughs> All links are in the show notes. As always, a big thank you and shout out to our kinky patrons, our proud crickets on Patreon. Uh, if you like what we do and want to help us do more of it and get extra content that only patrons give, you can join us. Patreon.com slash That's Patreon.com slash where you can join for as little as $2 a month. Okay. Before we get into everything, I have a couple of announcements. One, just to remind, and they're both reminders because I've talked about these things like a lot. One is that we do still have an active hot octopus coupon code for the entire shop, not just for a specific uh product that is cmm15 uh 15% off any purchase you make um from hot octopus uh, through July 21st. So I think this will probably be the last reminder we can give in video audio format. Um, and I just shocked myself on a chair out. Uh, the second reminder is we do have a giveaway going on right now through YouTube uh, for Elegantly Owned. We have a video review for Elegantly Owned, day collars and anklets and necklaces. Oh my. Oh my. Um, and through that video, we have a link and you can enter to win one of three prizes that we have. Um, and for podcast listeners, that video is linked in the show notes. If you are a newsletter subscriber, that link is in all places as well. We actually email that stuff out. We email those reminders out. So those are the announcements onto the topic. Oh, thank God you turned on a fan. Oh my God. I was starting to sweat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I triple checked myself on this week's topic because I was like, clearly we have talked about this. I know we have talked about this. And this is yet again, one of those topics that of course we've talked about it, but never on its own, always in the context of other things. Ah. And that's about feeling overwhelmed. Um, Spoiler alert. We all feel that way at some point, regardless of role, dom, sub, switch, doesn't matter, regardless of gender or sexual identity or any of those things, everybody, it's like one of the few universal things, everybody at some point Mm -hmm. is going to feel overwhelmed in some way. Um, And I thought that we should talk about it on its, as its own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Partly because I, so I am one of those people who 
goes over previous conversations in my head a lot and I'm always dissecting them and I'm always having revelations about how I could have said this and I should have said that. Many people I know will relate to that and not in the, oh gosh, I'm so awkward, but oh gosh, I, but what about this point? And I didn't make that point. And um, one of those times recently has been in a conversation with somebody who uh, their partner is not um, sort of, uh, I don't want to say they're not giving it their all in the DS, but there's definitely a disconnect between what they say and what they Mm. do. And there are a lot of reasons for that. And we've talked about that in many, many episodes about why that might be. But one of the things that I kind of sometimes forget to think about is that people can feel overwhelmed. And depending Mm. on how they react when they feel overwhelmed, that is always a possibility in sort of your uh, checklist of why is my DS not working the way I thought it would right now? Check to see if either of you are overwhelmed should definitely be on it. So I thought, okay, let's talk about this. Now, because like all of our topics, uh, this is a big one, but I'm trying to be a more organized, and I'm gonna pretend to be a professional content creator. I did break this down for us. So we'll talk about this in sections. Yay. Yay. That is why I have notes. Bullet points? Only a couple. Ah, Only a couple. I like bullet points. I know you do. I know. (laughs) I'm also watching the wind (laughs) kick up. So if y'all start hearing like thunder, rain, deluge. Yes, it's raining. Okay, here we go. Let's start with, because I think this one is probably more universal, even for people who are beyond the newbie stage. And that is feeling overwhelmed when you're new to DS. So new to Mm -hmm. DS can be new in terms of you've been with this person for 20 years, but now you're trying power exchange. It can be new partner. It can be the kinkster partner was like, hey, we're gonna, I'd like to do this. Will you do this with me? And you are like, sure, but I know nothing about it. And my partner, who's supposed to like have some brilliant ideas, just walked away from the microphone. Um, So I guess my first thing is just to say, that's completely normal. Um, I also think that it manifests in many, many ways. Um, I think that that will relate to how you deal with stress in general. So I know that when I get overwhelmed, that tends to come from a place of anxiety for me. And I will do one of two things. I will either try to do all of the things, learn all of the kink, study all of the kink, get all of the information, try to be perfect. I don't know why I go there, but you know, I'm I'm a person of extremes. Or I go the other side of my anxiety where I get really irritable and I procrastinate and I avoid it and I don't want to think about it because it's too much to think about. Mm. Um, Can you remember all those years ago when you were new to the idea of DS and kink, did you feel overwhelmed at any point? Oh yeah. How did how did you react? How, how, how did that make you act or um, move through the world or see things? <laughs> it, it made me feel very um, disconcerted because, you know, there, there, it, viewing DS online versus stepping into the real world, um, you know, it's like, oh, there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
it, um, it it was very overwhelming. But what finally kind of started to to ease that back was uh, beginning to attend munches, going to workshops, and and kind of taking in the information. Sort of immersing yourself in it. Yeah. And yet, even at the same time, doing that, depending on who was doing, you know, certain workshops and stuff, sometimes it was easy to get overwhelmed with the information coming in. Sure, <laughs> sure. I can, as somebody who is an over-explainer from hell, I, I can see how that would happen. And it is when you're new to any part of this, any part that you want to know about, any part that you think you know about, any part that you have a partner who's like, let's go learn about this. It's a bit like drinking from a fire hose because we now live in a world where with a quick Google search, you'll find information. You won't always find good information, Mm -hmm. but you will find information. And I know that from a lot of conversations I have with newbie kinksters, they're always like, well, how do I know who to trust? How do I know who a good resource is? Where, how do I, where do I start now for me, the, where do you start? thing my default answer is well what are you most intrigued by interested in turned on by whatever what's the thing you can't stop thinking about start with that um i do think that part of that feeling being those feelings of being overwhelmed when you're new Mm -hmm. is that many of us um with or without perfectionist tendencies tend to think that we're supposed to just either just know it or that we can sit down watch one 20 minute YouTube video and we should have all of the knowledge. And when we don't, we think we're behind. We think we're not mm-hmm. doing this fast enough. We think we're missing out on a lot of things because we don't have the knowledge right now. And, and, it's, and it's easy to feel that way because mm-hmm. you know you step into lifestyle and, and you meet people who have been doing this for 20, 30 years. True, but to me, that's where you should gain perspective. They're, they have been doing it for 20 or 30 years. You've been doing it for five minutes. Yeah. So if, if possible, when possible, trying to take the long view. And I I understand that when you're in that situation, when you're in the middle of being new and overwhelmed, you're not going to have that perspective yet. So listen to the people who have the perspective. I'll be one of them to tell you that you don't have to know it all. If you are a partner who is leading your partner into kink, I want you to set your expectations right, that they don't have to know it all as fast as you want them to know it all. Mm -hmm. They're not going to come to this through the path you took necessarily, even if you guide them along that path, because that's what's familiar to you. Um, They're not going to think about kink in the same way that you think about it. Mm -hmm. This is a very highly individualized thing where, yes, when many of us are fortunate enough to have partners where how I view kink and how you view kink are very complementary and we work well together and it fits, but that's not always the case either. Um, I go back to that word I hate, and this is for both the new person who is overwhelmed and the partner, if this is your situation, who's trying to bring them into it. Go back to that P word I hate. Patience. Oh, I hate that word. I hate that word. I hate that word. It's an awful word, and yet it's the only right word. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm talking to people who the relationship, the DS relationship is new, and they're both new to DS, it's easier to be heard when I say, okay, take this one step at a time. You know, you've had a conversation, you've agreed, hey, this is a thing we want to do. Great. That's a wonderful first, like, 12 steps picked that number at random and yet mm, 12 step. Okay. Um, 
Now you're going to pick the thing, a thing, one of your laundry list of things, and you're going to work on that one thing and you're going to try it and mm -hmm. tweak it and talk about it and see if you like it and see if you don't. And if you don't, you toss it and you go to another thing. If you do, my personal opinion is if you, you start with your one thing, power exchange, it might be there's a rule because you've decided you're going to have rules in your power exchange. Okay, great. You have a rule. Both of you get comfortable with that rule, either following that rule as the submissive or enforcing mm -hmm. that rule as the dominant. And how does praise fit in? And how do rewards fit in? How does discipline fit in? And does it fit in? And you get really, really, really good at it. And then you add a second thing. For some people, they can do two things. They can do three things. But if you try to do all of the things, you have this literal yeah. list of all these things you're gonna try and you try to do them all at once, you are begging begging to be overwhelmed mm -hmm. and then to give up and to quit and to go BDSM clearly isn't for me. Well, it might not be for you and that's okay. But if you're basing it on the fact that you tried to do all of the things on day one and by day two, you somehow were not perfect at it yet. Uh, I think we have, um, we've mismanaged expectations and we did do an entire episode on managing expectations. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. have done that before. But, you know, somebody mentioned in the, in the live chat about, uh, you know, asking new people about their kinks. And, and that's something to me that was was um, kind of overwhelming in the beginning. Because, one, there's so many kinks out there and somebody, you know, kind of puts you on the spot. Well, what are you into? What kind of kinks do you like? And, and you know, you, you, you kind of, it, it's one of those things where somebody asks you and you kind of draw a blank. And I know for me it wasn't until many years later um, discovered kink checklists, mm -hmm. which are and, a huge help, which, which are a huge help. And, and, you know, that is something I wish I had. Oh yeah. From the very beginning. Oh yeah. I was very fortunate that my first relationship and then you both were like, mm -hmm. here is a checklist. Let's go through it. Yep. Because that's the other thing. Either when you ask that question or you are asked that question, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what kinks are out there. So when you're asked that question, just to the best of your ability, the way that however the conversation flows, talk about what you've seen or heard about and describe what you're fantasizing about. And somebody mentioned in the live stream uh, chat, which is very true. Not all fantasies can be acted upon. They're not safe or they're not mm -hmm. reasonable, but they can be the starting point of, oh, I've just described this really extreme, I put air quotes around that word, everybody sees this differently, kidnapping fantasy. But maybe the kidnapping fantasy can't happen, but what we're talking about are power dynamics and feeling out of control and mm -hmm. being overpowered. Now that's something to play with. That's something to uh, explore. Oh, maybe part of my a fantasy that'll never happen involved being tied up or being bound in some way. Okay, now we're, we're talking, we're touching on something. Now we're talking about bondage. Um, and I think it, can, I can imagine it being difficult for, in a situation where one partner is the experienced partner, for it to be really difficult to realize that they want something that you want, but to also realize that they're like on a completely different level at this point. They just don't know enough for any of those things to maybe be safe yet. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I have I have seen people say, I've heard them say, I've read, there are some people who don't want an inexperienced partner. They don't want to 
take on the responsibility of bringing that person along and educating them. Um, and I think that the right word that they use there is the responsibility. Um, I could see where that that is also overwhelming. You are the person who has some knowledge. Mm-hmm. You want your partner to come into this with you, to be a part of this with you, to help help you get what you need to figure out what they need. And you're feeling impatient. Your needs aren't being met as a kinkster. I mean, cause let's be real here. We, on both sides of that slash, there are needs to, to be met. Mm-hmm. And everybody's gonna be different about how they feel about how quickly or how well those needs are met. And when your needs are not getting met, it is very hard to stay excited about the relationship. And I can absolutely see the opposite being true in that scenario of a newbie and an experienced kinkster. The experienced kinkster getting overwhelmed, not by what needs to be taught, unless they're not used to guiding a partner, um, but just the, well, when is this ever gonna happen? When are we ever gonna get kind of Mm. to the same place? Um, It's a personal decision for people in those situations, but I mean, the only safe thing is is to meet your newbie partner where they're at. You can't take them from BDSM 101 on day one to advanced placement level, you know, expert, get your PhD and kink on day three. Like it just doesn't work that way. You are asking for misunderstanding. You're asking for people to get hurt physically, mentally, emotionally. You're asking for it to go wrong and for everybody to be unhappy. Um, And so it is about cultivating that awful P word that I hate and it's patience. When you are the person overwhelmed as a newbie kinkster, mm-hmm. patience with yourself and a lot of uh, is key too. You you have to be. You have to. The, I'll be the voice reminding you that there's no finish line and there's no prize for how quickly you learn this stuff. First of all, how many years have you been into kink that you've known you were a kinkster? Are we at twenty um, years yet or fifteen? Well. If you go back to the very first time I, I kinked up a, a lot longer We're than 35, that. We're at 36 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would you consider yourself done? Oh, no. Right. You're constantly no. learning. You just missed a class on cell popping because that's a thing you'd like to know about and you don't right. know about. Mm-hmm. It is an, when we say journey, yes, it's cliche, but that's what it is. This is a path that you choose to be on or not. You can step off the path anytime you want but it's a path with no real in, in destination. There's no point where somebody crowns you perfect kinkster who knows all. I mean, and if that exists, I'm a little mm, I'm a little twitchy about that. <laughs> um, because there is no point where you can possibly know it all. And quite frankly, if you come across a kinkster who's like, well, of course I know it all. I've been doing it for bloody blah years. I would like you to either laugh in their face or run the other way. <laughs> um, it is an ongoing process of learning because you learn about yourself, you learn about kinks that are out there, you learn about what you like, mm-hmm. you learn about what you don't like. And then as we all grow and change as people, the things we thought we didn't like, maybe we're interested in now, things that right. we used to love, we don't wanna do anymore. So yeah, journey is cliche, but journey is accurate. So get over it. Find another word if you'd like, but mm-hmm. essentially that's what it is. Um, would you have anything else to say? Because see, I broke this up into sections. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else to say about being new to DS and, and being overwhelmed? Um, the only the only thing I can say about that, and that's something that we we've said time and time again, um, 
you know, it, it's easy to become overwhelmed. And I, I, I think the most important thing you can remember with that is, you know, take a step back. Take, take a step back and, and, and slow it down. And focus on the pleasure. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of effort to be put into learning and discovery and educating yourself and mm-hmm. navigating this lifestyle if you choose to make it a lifestyle. But it's also supposed to be fun and feel good and fulfilling. Exactly. And I mean, if you're not getting any joy out of it, what the hell are you doing? Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is yeah. not supposed to be like high school geometry. It's really not. Unless Ooh. you really enjoyed high school geometry. And then, yes, that's exactly what it's supposed to be like. Pick your analogy. You have to bring that up. I did because I, yeah. I knew I would get that reaction from you. <laughs> I could have said high school calculus because <laughs> that gives me the shivers too. Um it that and if you are not having fun, if you are not enjoying it, if you're not getting pleasure or fulfillment on even a small level, then something is off somewhere. And yeah. it's time for a conversation with your partner. It's time to maybe admit to yourself that you're fucking overwhelmed by it all, and it's a little too much too soon, or maybe it's not going the direction you really want it to. And that means it's time for hard conversations. And mm. quite frankly, you're new to DS. Good, get get used to this because. There's a lot of good about power exchange and kink and BDSM and all of that. There's a lot of fucking hard conversations to be had. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of soul bearing there. Once, especially once you have a a consistent partner that you're doing things with. Yeah. Often. Oh, yeah. So, okay, we're gonna go to the next type of feeling overwhelmed. I think I think the entire audience is going to relate here. There will be overlap on some of these things, yeah. of course. The second one I've got is being overwhelmed by life. And then that that life and being overwhelmed by it, it impacts your power exchange. It impacts your kink. <laughs> what? I've never experienced this before. No. What, what, what parallel universe are you from? What What is this uh, a feeling of overwhelm that you, uh, you, you say? I, quite frankly, at this point in life, I would just like to be whelmed. I don't want to be underwhelmed. I don't want to be overwhelmed. I would just like to be whelmed. Being whelmed sounds lovely. So... Uh, we have talked about this in a million episodes. I think mm. this is why I triple-checked myself on this topic, because I was like, I know we've talked about this. It's when vanilla life interferes. It's when a pandemic interferes. Yeah. It's when you're parenting and you've got young children. I know we have a lot of listeners and watchers who are parents of young children, and I get the messages of, will I ever get to kink again? Yes, those children do not stay small forever. I yeah. promise, I promise, I promise they grow up, and then you want to like be annoyed at them for other reasons but at least they're grown. Um, So this is, just like everything else, it is probably another universal, okay? Mm -hmm. Life will overwhelm you at some point. It doesn't matter if it's not overwhelming you now when we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic, it will overwhelm you at other times. It will overwhelm you in little things and big things. It overwhelms us every time we move. Mm -hmm. Every time we've moved, it has fucked up our DS for a little bit. We are better at dealing with it, Mm -hmm. but it always gets to us. I I think the, the first time it happened, was the worst because we, you know, we had, ne- like, we, had we took the long distance relationship and went, let's just live together. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, that, that really did kind of put ahead. We actually had to literally say, you know, oh, we need to, we, we need to put a hold on that. And, uh, you know, we did. And, and yet every time after that, every subsequent move has in, in some way, shape or form, Kind of throw a monkey wrench in the gears. But we're better at handling it now. I, I think because we 
almost expect it. We know it's going to happen. Yeah, we, we're we not surprised. We know something's going to happen. Um, I mean, when you you know brought up yesterday about you know let's how do you feel about this topic? You noticed I was like, I, I didn't even hesitate. I was like. Yes. Yeah, because we yes. had a choice of two, and I think the next one will be next week. But yeah. yes, and that one and, was much more lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think the reason why I jumped on is because it, it hits close to home for me right now. You hadn't slept the night before. You'd had about two hours. Well, I bet, there was that. That that was a whole other... I know, but I can tell when you're feeling overwhelmed. First of all, if you're not sleeping, you basically are just overwhelmed during the rest well, of the day. Well, that was two, uh, actually a twofold thing, but not right, the but night before. I understand that. But I know you. Mm-hmm. The more overwhelmed you get about life or a specific thing going on or something in your head, the less you sleep. Yeah. And then being exhausted and trying to move through a day, which many of us can relate to that, mm-hmm. makes everything you're trying to it, do it compounds everything. overwhelming. Yeah. So, yes, yes, you were, regardless of why you didn't sleep, mm-hmm. what was on your mind, you were overwhelmed by whatever. And I knew it. I had to be the I had to be that submissive who uh, did tough love yesterday. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> Grateful for so. It. Let's just get it out there. Whatever happens in your life, that mm-hmm. good or bad. I mean, even good things can overwhelm you, and so then your DS suffers a little bit. You know, every time we I have changed something about my work life, whether it's to Mm. make a little bit more money, take on more jobs, or to pull back and have more time for us. Those are positives. Those are net positives in our life. They are over fucking whelming because I don't, it's new and I don't know what to expect and I don't know how to feel. And that creeps into our DS. Now, some people will automatically say, oh, well, lean into your power exchange at those times. And I will say, when you can, when that works, yes. Yes. Grab, grab that bull by the horns. Whew, but it doesn't always. No. It is, I have noticed with us, it is especially difficult if we are both overwhelmed, whether it is by the same thing or a different thing. That is when it is near impossible for us because we get so wrapped up in our, our thoughts and what are we doing next and what does this mean and, and a little bit of anxiety and, and lack of sleep that we're not functioning well as a relationship usually mm-hmm. in general, let alone power exchange. Right. Um, I have often thought, you know what we need to do is we need to blow off some steam using kinky fuckery. Let's, let's pull out a flogger. Let's pull out of this. Yeah. And yet I've also found that while I know that is possibly a good thing and would help depending on what it is that's got us overwhelmed, I'm too overwhelmed to even do it. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and that's that's kind of what had ha- been happening with me. You know, we are pretty much through the move. Oh, yeah. We're we, at the, all the little stuff. We, we, we realized the other night mm-hmm. that um, we have three boxes. We are so procrastinating on those Left boxes. in the bedroom. And and that's it. As far as unpacking, it is done. We're, we're doing home decor things now. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. And... What's hap- what's been happening with me now that we're past the unpacking, we're past all the big things mm-hmm. that we had to do, now that we're down to the little things, I am feeling more overwhelmed by the little things of late than I was by the big things. Here's my question, and I don't say this is 
always true for all things that cause you to be overwhelmed, but I wonder if this is true in this case. Is it that feeling, similarly that we talked about when you're like new to DS and you think you're supposed to know all the things mm -hmm. on day one, is it that there's some part of you going, I need to get all of this done right now, or I should have had this done, or this list is forever, it's never going to get done. To, to a certain extent, Is it a yes. time thing? It, it's kind of a time thing. Um, there, there, there is one thing that, that I have to do. Um, that in order to do this, I need to turn the power out in the house. Yes, there are a few things. A few things do. that have to be done that way. And we are in the middle of July. <laughs> it's fucking hot as hell. <laughs> and, and we have had days with a heat index of, you know, 100 degrees here. Mm, and plus, yeah, plus, higher than yeah. that. I'm sorry, folks. Ain't no way in hell I am turning off I would be the mad electric. at you if you did that. You know, this this house would become a, a sweat box in a matter of minutes. So I, I had to come to a decision this is something that's going to have to wait till fall. <laughs> and doing that was difficult for me. You know, it's funny because I had at the same time, I was not feeling overwhelmed by this, but I was getting, I'm going to use the word, but I, <laughs> it's not really, I did not act on this. I'm not acting on this. Yeah. I was feeling cranky, which is for me when I'm feeling overwhelmed, one of the, mm -hmm. the ways I get, I, I get irritable. And I was feeling cranky because there were all these little things that still were not done. And yet, and here's here was the nice thing. I was able to do this, not always able to do this. I was like, it would not be very submissive of me to go, when the <laughs> fuck is this getting done? That just, I was like, okay, I will fall back on the power exchange. And I will gently ask, when is this happening? Yeah. How, how are we handling this? And what is hilarious is the moment you said... Yeah, I got to turn off the power for that. And I went, oh, God, it's July. And you went, yeah. You were like, I don't want to do this until fall. I went, totally makes sense. Yeah. I immediately stopped being cranky because I was like, <laughs> actually, that makes total sense. But I was I was pleased with myself that I, I had enough um, peace of mind. It's not the expression I want, but mm -hmm. I enough self-awareness to go mm, do not do not come at this in a cranky way do not be the submissive you want to you want to see in the world you know? <laughs> <laughs> and and ask politely and the moment you said it i was like okay and then we were back on the same page again mm -hmm. and once we were on the same page again i don't know about you but i was not worried about it i'm yeah. like yeah i want it to be done but i also there's a plan now um one of the things that's, uh, just speaking of life overwhelming, because it is small things and it is big things. Right now, I personally am completely overwhelmed by the whole school is about to start on August 10th and Florida's numbers keep going up and our school district has lost their fucking mind. Like that is overwhelming. I'm not getting into a discussion about it. Yeah, mm -mm. if you've been around this, uh, this channel, this podcast for more than five minutes, you know how I would feel about that. Mm -hmm. It is overwhelming and I have gone into protective mom mode, which is way different than 
willing submissive mode. Mama and, Bear's been woke. Oh, Mama Bear was woke <laughs> on other things this week as well. And um, the 14-year-old got to witness what Mama Bear really looks like. And he, I, I, I think he was kind of comforted by that. Uh, <laughs> ready to tear somebody apart limb from limb. Anyway. Um, Damn girl. I know. And that is a point where I, when I'm thinking about those things, when we're discussing and interacting in life around that topic, not a not a bit of my submissiveness comes out. I'm mm-hmm. whatever whatever decision is made ultimately, however we move forward on that, I it will be one of those things where power exchange means nothing at that moment. Kink means nothing. It is all parenting stuff and that will have mm. to take the lead of course it will that is the nature of life um i tend to get a little a little eye rolly with people who are like um all other roles in life are meaningless beyond this one i'm like mm, is it though i would be interested in your life to know that because mm, is it because i promise you when i go into mom mode i'm not also submissive mode. <laughs> just like when i go into like own my own business mode not submissive <laughs> in an obnoxious sort of way. But I also know that whatever we decide to do with the kids going back to school and however that plays out, uh, for at least the first few weeks, minimum, that will overwhelm every other part of life. Mm-hmm. We will we will either have to... So then, of course, people are like, yes, yes, we know this, we know this, so what the fuck do we do? Well, part of that is you either have to mindfully carve out time to connect. We've talked about this in so many other episodes. You have to mindfully make the time. We do tend to do that. It's our nighttime routine. It's our time when we're just the two of us in bed. We might talk about the things on our mind, but then we tease and we go into daddy baby girl and we, we sort of allow for a little bit of time, the rest of the world to drop away because for though that little bit of time, the kids are in bed or, you know, the day is done. No decisions can be made. Nothing, there, no phone calls can be made. Like nothing, whatever mm-hmm. is going on in your life that's overwhelming you, nothing can go on with that. It's just, it's got to exist for eight to 10 hours while you're trying to get some sleep. And that is when I've noticed sometimes purposefully and sometimes just, we just do it. We make that time for each other. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've noticed in situations where we've, we look back and go, oh shit, yeah, we were overwhelmed. Um, we fall back on our communication skills. So like the communication skills you can learn as part of BDSM and power exchange are very important for your relationship, but they are universal. They on some level, in some way work in almost every situation. You adapt and modify them, you know, based on whatever it is, but they, they are universal. They are skills that carry through in other ways. And so what I've noticed is when we do start feeling overwhelmed or one of us starts to feel overwhelmed, we have gotten better at using those communication skills to get through it, to talk through a problem. Um, Mm. The other thing that I know I do, I'll let you say if you do this, in situations where it is very clear that John Brownstone is the one overwhelmed and I'm doing okay, right? Not great, but I'm not overwhelmed. For me, because I am a service-oriented submissive, Mm -hmm. me helping you get through that is very much an act of service. Now, from the outside looking in, it probably wouldn't look like it (laughs) because, who is there some tough love going on sometimes? 
but also I will also step in and help you and help mm -hmm. you get things done and try to take part of the load off and, you know, help talk you through something or be a sounding board. And those things are things that healthy partnerships do, but by getting into the headspace of, I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. I'm doing this because it's helpful, but also I'm a service submissive who is serving right now and this is fulfilling to me. Like all of those things get to be true at the same time. Then I am doing, it is a submissive act to help you get through that now. Yeah. Not in the middle of anxiety. We've talked about that with my mental health, but like when mm -hmm. I'm just generally overwhelmed and you were not, does your dom or daddy dom side kick in? And if so, how? Um. Yeah. And I think that's the time when my uh, fixer kicks in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, because then I want to, you know, all right, let's see what we need to do here. And here's here's the interesting part, because somebody brought up in the, in the uh, live stream chat about, well, didn't you just say about in, in, in BDSM, don't try to do everything all at once? Of course. And I give advice. I don't take it. <laughs> no. Well, the, and, and, and there, because it is easier for me to look at you and say, oh, well, you need to do this, and if you, and then, and then that, 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 and that. It's always easier for the outside looking in. And where I was going, I was heading into a place where I felt, well, these are all little things. I, I should be able to get them all done and get them over with. Mm -hmm. And and I was letting them overwhelm me. And and from that, the DS was taking a back seat because I'm 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 stuck in this. The record stuck. The record mm -hmm. stuck. The record stuck. Yep. And. I think what what finally popped me out of it was I realized, wait a second. It's this is a small shit. Mm -hmm. This is not a you know the AC is broken and and we're gonna sweat to death here. Right. These are the little things, and and that's when I finally started overcoming that when I realized that and like. You know, th this is not a, a, a list of do or die things. Mm -hmm. Perspective and, is a wonderful thing yeah. when you can get it. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I realized if I just consistently chip away at this stuff, mm -hmm. if I just, you know, little at a time, little time, it, it's going to get done. Mm -hmm. And you even noticed last night I gave you a task for today. I know. I did and it. and you did the task. I did do it. Thank you. Good girl. I snarked about it yesterday, but you I did, didn't do but it. You did, yeah, I, I saw you did do it. Good girl. <laughs> totally you snarked know, about it. But uh, now that I'm I'm getting that portion under control, now I'm getting back to focusing. Yeah. On on the DS. <laughs> and I think that there's a certain amount of there's always a certain amount of self-forgiveness needed. We tend to hold ourselves to higher standards than we hold anybody else to, ever. Y'all just heard me say, slow the hell down, be patient, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And yet, when I turn that inward, I find that difficult. Yeah. So, yeah, I it's kind of like cheesy advice, but I, I do sometimes find value in it of, if you would not say that 
to or about somebody else, right? Like if you would not hold somebody to that standard or you would not, that maybe that negative self-talk you might get into when you are feeling overwhelmed, you would not say that to somebody you cared about, then why are you saying it to yourself? Now, there are, into- there are whole industries devoted to the why of that. But if you can get a moment of clarity to go, wait, 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 I wouldn't tell somebody I dislike this. Why am I saying this to myself? Sometimes that can be enough to sort of snap you out of it a little bit and go, wait, I'm, okay, let me get some perspective here. Um, the other thing, and we sort of alluded to this, I don't know, I want to touch on before we go to the third level of being overwhelmed mm-hmm. that I think is fairly common. Um, and that is learning from each experience you have. So we talked about every time we've moved, we get overwhelmed and our DS suffers on some level. Every time we've moved, we've learned a lesson. And so each time has gotten easier, not just because we're used to it, but because we know what can happen. We know how we're going to usually react. We know where we're gonna kind of fall down on things. And so we are much more aware each time we become a little bit more aware. And this last time, I think we were just extremely aware. And so it becomes part of our conversations. One of us is calling the other one on their bullshit. One of us, and it's not always me, it's not always JB, it's whoever is paying attention at the time. One of us is going, whoa, 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 let's slow down here. Let's, it's okay, this is fine. Mm -hmm. Or one of us is going into our own dom or sub headspace and being that person in the relationship and we have the type of relationship we can usually drag the other one along. If I go real subby, his dom's gonna come out. It might not be immediately, <laughs> but it, it's it's gonna come out a little bit. Um, the same is true for you. Mm-hmm. You get kind of dommy. I'm gonna I'm gonna usually eventually fall into that. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go, unless you have something else you want to nope. say about that. I'm going to go to the third one on my list and it's the final one. And it, again, okay. there's overlap with all of these. And these are not the only examples. These are just the ones that came to me. And that is, and we've gone through this too. Oh yeah. Feeling overwhelmed when you change your DS. Y'all, <laughs> you can be doing power exchange, kink, BDSM, whatever, whatever term you use for 20 fucking years, you make a change to it, there's a good chance you're gonna get overwhelmed. Right. Not This it, is the one I would never say everybody feels this way. This is the one where I do think some people handle this differently slash better than others, Well, but so it is common. There are people out there who thrive on change. But Yeah, I, I'm not I, one of them. I, I think speaking for the majority though, majority of people when when you get something running smoothly it's easy to get in that comfort zone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's very right? familiar it, it's, you know it's what familiar. to do you don't have to think about you, it you you, you kind of go on autopilot and sure. everything's just you know smooth sailing calm waters and 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 things are just right as rain mm-hmm. and when things change for whatever reason. Even when it's a change you want. Even when it's something you want. It, it's difficult because you have to retrain yourself. Yes, uh, there's um, 
the four ha- the there's a book oh god it's about habits and tendencies mm-hmm. and it is so good about talking by it's by Gretchen Rubin I know it's by Gretchen Rubin I cannot the four tendencies talks about changing habits and why it is so difficult to change mm-hmm. habits and it is that is fairly universal yeah <laughs> fairly universal so well I, I think the best example I I can give of that is um you know your commute to work mm-hmm all right. Mm-hmm. You you have a route to work that you are very familiar with. And, you know, I, I can attest to this. You know, for many, many years, I took the same route home. And and there were times I'd get home and I'm like, oh, I'm here already. Right. I, but we're, you know, I, I don't remember the drive. Right. Yes. I've <laughs> okay. totally had that happen too. You, you, you become so familiar with that route. Your, your, your brain kind of literally goes it, it it's it actually is uh, a preservation of energy it's why yeah. once we develop habits are so hard to break because you your body is brain is using less mm-hmm. energy to do go through those motions because it knows them and so when right. you break those habits and you change something and in this case we're talking about your ds and you got to refire the synapses it is it's, it's if you're exhausted at the end of a day that's part of why <laughs> um it is harder it is harder to make the change we are we have hardwired ourselves into a habit and so changing that habit for many of us we have to rewire our brain on some level and so it is difficult and part of the feeling overwhelmed is the difficulty of that it is the fact that before you were not consciously thinking of the things you were doing now you have to consciously Consciously think think. of them Mm -hmm. um and i think on that when you're when it's that part of it that might be overwhelming you or you're feeling overwhelmed by that i think the best the best thing to do is just to realize that that is not a failure of yours. That is common. 99.999% of people go through that. Um, Mm. I also think that part of the feeling overwhelmed when there's changes to your, your kink relationship is not just, so the familiar is, is comforting, like you said, and some of us just are not good with change. Hi, I'm one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there's a little bit of the fear of the unknown. You knew what your kink relationship power exchange was before you made this change. Maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. as fulfilling as it could have been. Maybe it wasn't exactly what you wanted. So that's why you're seeking the change or you agreed to the change. But you knew it. And now you're potentially venturing into unknown territory. And mm-hmm. that can also, you know... Even mild like nervousness and fear can lead to feeling overwhelmed. Um, so that may be some of it too. Um, there are those like me who don't like to not be good at things. That's why I'm not a real big fan of change. And so making um, making a shift means I might have to not be good at something for a while so until I get good at it. And as a perfectionist, I really don't like that feeling. And it is, and it, and it, then it combines the the feeling kind of nervousness and 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 being a little scared of it, and fear of the unknown, with the oh my god, I'm rewiring my brain to take on a new habit or a new way of doing things. Sometimes, though, I have found that the change is invigorating and exciting. Yes. Until it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Until it's not. Um, I have noticed most of the changes you and I have made Mm -hmm. where I did not feel overwhelmed by them 
were the things that ended up being gradual shifts that were happening sort of naturally, but we weren't naming it. And then we named it. it. And I was like, oh, well, that's what we're doing anyway. Becoming Daddy Baby Girl was one of those things. We were well on the path to that. We just didn't Mm -hmm. have the words for it. And when we, by the time we went, I think this is who we are. We were already there, so it didn't feel like a shift. Yeah. But moving in together and going concretely from long distance to in person, that was huge. There's a a big difference from subtle changes to drastic changes absolutely you know the 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 thing with our coming into the the ddbg that was subtle that was something that grew over time and one day we kind of like oh i guess we are my favorite story because i called you daddy while you were fucking me yeah <laughs> your reaction was quite clear there was oh yeah there was no question yeah there's no point. doubt about it yeah. um you know that that was a subtle change rather than, you know, say being, okay, well, we're, we're in a, a DDBG power exchange now, but let's do high protocol. Right, and, and then let's and, decide what that means and let's make a whole bunch of arbitrary rules, not based on experience, but based on what we think it is, and right. let's just like... Do a 180. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been, that would be very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing to keep in mind. If you are making a drastic, like, concrete shift, we're going from this to that, you are essentially starting as if you were a newbie. Okay? Mm-hmm. You yeah. have the experience with each other. Of course you do. You have your understanding of power exchange. But if you are saying, we used to do it this way, and now we're going to do something completely different from top to bottom, the whole list is yeah. completely different, you are essentially starting from... Maybe not square one, but you're like a newbie. So the same things that we would tell somebody who's brand new to kink about going slowly and easing into it and getting really comfortable with one or two things before you add a bunch else, it kind of applies here. You will move a little bit faster through it because you have the the knowledge of each other and you understand the the concepts of right. power exchange but and, it's and you probably not that have much an different. I, and you probably have an idea of where to find the knowledge that you need right but it's really it truly still. isn't if you are making that kind of drastic change and i have seen people who are like we did owner slave and now we are caregiver <laughs> little and i'm like that and they made it a full shift not they didn't combine multiple ways into Mm -hmm. one that's a big shift to make (laughs) even if it's the exact right shift and it feels completely natural you are still functioning at a kind of beginner level on in some way not necessarily the things you're doing but the fact that you're doing those things with this partner so cut yourself some slack be mindful of the fact that all of this takes time go back to the cliche we said at the very beginning about how this is a journey um, I think the big thing I just, I want, wherever you fall in these feelings of being overwhelmed, whether because you're new or because of life or because you've made a change, it's that you're not alone. You're not the only one. You're not failing at kink because mm-hmm. you're feeling overwhelmed right now because you didn't catch on on the first day because you and your partner are struggling to get through this because you set in your mind an arbitrary goal that in two weeks y'all would be he- from here to here and you haven't made it yet. It's just not, it's just not how it works. It's now every relationship is different because of the, obviously, I mean, I feel like I'm saying very obvious things, but when I say every relationship is different, I'm thinking in terms of not every relationship is a married couple who's been together 20 years and has like 2.3 children. 
There are people who are do not live with their power exchange partner, but they're very close. There are people who, for them, it's platonic and there's no romance or sex involved. There are, you know, there's all these iterations of it. But I think the one commonality that flows through any kind of power exchange is that you are two people learning how to relate to one another on some of the most personal levels. And so even while you're feeling overwhelmed because life came at you because you're new, because you made some drastic change to your power exchange, even in those moments, if you fall back on, this is my person in this context mm-hmm. and I care about this person and I want to know this person and I want this person to know me and I want to see and be seen and I have things to say and express and also there are things I need to sit back and listen to because my partner has things they need to say and express. Even when you're not getting the trappings of your power exchange completely right right now, put air quotes around the word right, mm-hmm. because you're overwhelmed, because there's something else going on, if you are functioning at those basic levels of I'm a human being functioning with this other human being and we are trying to see and be seen together and trying to understand each other and trying to interact and move through this world and this life as a power exchange relationship together, the trappings make mean a lot less. The what you do means a lot fucking less than I see you and I'm here for yeah. you and what do you need from me? And also... They see me and they're here to help me and we are relating to one another mm-hmm. on very personal, deep levels. I find that that makes, I have found, I would say, that that makes the long time that it can take to go from we're, we're a power exchange, what does that mean? To, hey, I'm really kind of comfortable in this power exchange. We're clicking along pretty well. Whether that's a month, a year, a decade before you get from that point to this point. Mm-hmm. When you're focusing on that part of it with the person, not the role, but the person, you it's easier. It's not yeah. easy, but it is easier because it's about growing with another human, not I am doing these very prescribed things in this specific order, in this specific way, and if I somehow fuck something, one of those things up, I have failed. Like, that's just not... I think that makes it a much more two-dimensional thing that just doesn't really exist or function well in real life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, I'm sitting here listening to you, but, and I was kind of um, devolved into a thought myself. And, you know, when I was in my, my early, early 20s, I was in a relationship, and, and I knew nothing about kink at that time. Um, there were no computers. <laughs> There were no smartphones. <laughs> you are a dinosaur! Um, rotary phones were <laughs> just kind of on the way out. <laughs> okay. And in, in that relationship, kink came very natural to me. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I want to tie you up. Oh, let's get handcuffs. Oh, I want to, you know, do this, do that. And, and the other person was you know, fairly copacetic with it. But there was no access to information. Yeah. No, it wasn't like... It, it, there was it, no Google search there, to there, pull there, up there what was, you wanted there was, to know. No, there, there, there was no Google search or, or anything. You know, no, hey, Siri, can you... <laughs> right. You know, there, there was none of that. And 
encrypt the feeling of, oh my gosh, I am weird. What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And, and that became a very overwhelming sure. feeling. Shame will do that. And the tensions then broke up the relationship. Mm-hmm. And at, at that point, you know, kind of, oh, well, you know, this is wrong. This is what caused, you know, and kind of uh, stomped it down. And, you know, no, we're not going to go here anymore and, and, and do this. And what ended up happening was many years later, it came back with a vengeance. What I love, <laughs> and it's, we will, I'm not, I'm not sharing details. And I know you won't because it's not, it's, it's not just your story to tell. Yeah. But knowing what I know now about that first partner of yours yes. and where you both ended up in terms of uh-huh. BDSM right. is fucking hilarious. It is. it is. If we ever get permission from the other person to tell parts of that story, yeah. it it will it's like the world is so fucking small. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's kinky. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of different things and, and reasons that you can become overwhelmed in your in your DS. I mean, I am I am so grateful, so happy that that there is such a dissemination of information now. Mm-hmm. You know, but between the, the, the web, the, the the dungeons that hold workshops and and you know, it it's it it's such a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think Yet another one of those topics where you could talk all day. Yeah. Bottom line, everybody at some point feels overwhelmed. It's never just you. You're not failing a BDSM Mm-mm. or your power exchange because you feel overwhelmed. It is always worthy of a conversation. Um, I'm thinking of the people, and I talked to a lot of people about this over time, so it's not just one person I'm thinking of, but I'm thinking of all the people who were very frustrated by a partner who didn't seem to be sort of like upholding their end of the power exchange bargain. Um, and there are a lot of reasons that could be, but one of those reasons, like I said at the beginning, in your checklist of let's check and see what's going on here, are they overwhelmed? Are they feeling like they're drowning in an ocean of kink information and high expectations that they've set for themselves or that have been set for them? Um, is it possible that they're overwhelmed because they're on the wrong path. It's, this is not the kind of power exchange they wanted. Maybe they're interested in another kind. I think another way people get overwhelmed, um, often new people, but not always, because I've had conversations with people who are more established, and that is the difference between your reality of, of BDSM and kink and power exchange and the fantasy model that people talk about online or what you thought it was or could be before you learned better. There are a lot of people who are like, well, I'm, I'm clearly not doing it right because I'm not doing it the way it's outlined here in this fantasy that I came across 20 years ago. Um, and that is, then that just becomes, comes back to the reminder that we give a lot, which is it is whatever you make of it. There is consent and communication are like the mm-hmm. two you, things you gotta have. And after that, it's whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's kink life or power exchange in order to be valid. And I think some people do get overwhelmed by that because they're trying to meet a standard that 
their local community has, has seemed to set or that people that they admire are doing or something they saw in porn or read in erotica, yeah. whatever, whatever it is, they're trying to meet a standard that doesn't even exist and shouldn't exist. And if you are hearing from people that are supposed to be leaders of a community telling you it's supposed to be like this, like, ooh, ooh, that would be a community red flag. You know, we should probably do a topic on that one day. Community red flags. Because we talk about people red flags all the time, yeah. but communities have their own red flags. I'll, I'll percolate on that. So <laughs> if you've ever been overwhelmed, welcome to the club. You will be yeah. there again. It's the human condition. If you are currently overwhelmed, you are not alone. You are not broken. You're not fucking it up. You might be fucking it up if you're not talking to your partner about it. You might be killing the relationship accidentally because you didn't just have a conversation. But when you're feeling overwhelmed... There's no real fix always, but a conversation with the partner that you've got is always, always, always part of it. So I think that might be a good place to leave it. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you would like to say that you have not yet said? Nope. I know I suck up all the oxygen in the room. Really? You said that really fast. (laughs) You could have, like, pretended that maybe I don't suck up all the oxygen. I would like to go on record that when I'm in a group... I do not do that. I'm actually mostly quiet until invited to speak or until I get really that's, comfortable. That, that is true. I just, I just want that true. on the record. Okay. That's very true. So I think that's all, right. all we have to say about that mm-hmm. uh, for this week. We, of course, have a bonus section because we yeah, always absolutely. have a bonus section. That's what we do. Um, And so, yeah, that, okay. that's all I got to say about that. All right. So are we good? I am not the one who gets to decide that. Okay. <laughs> Keep it king. <laughs> Because you sucked up all the oxygen. (laughs) I put my hand on your leg, girl. I know. That's usually your sign to stop talking. I I normally do a big, and then I say it. And I didn't, I didn't do that. (laughs) And you just went, and I wasn't ready, and I thought I had a second, and I did not. It's the second time in 200 and some odd episodes we fucked it up. Yeah. That's pretty good. Those are pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad. bad. That's not no. bad. All right. 1% failure rate. Okay. That's not bad. So you ready? No. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>
preferred emoji for that expression is, that's the one I want. Um, in the newsletter, when I remember to do emojis of the week, what I do in the newsletter is I put it in the subject line. I will figure out mine and that will be in the newsletter subject line. Yet another reason to subscribe to our newsletter. Um, so yeah, that, that will be our emoji of the week. Whatever emoji you use to indicate to somebody you're talking to that you are overwhelmed, that will be the one. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. Okay. I did. I kind of needed that laugh. I kind of needed that laugh. Yeah, you did. Okay. So yes, what have what have you got for uh, bonus section stuff? What have I got? You we're gonna finally get our microwave uh, installed. Yes. Our over the range microwave that's been yes. sitting on our kitchen floor for a yep. month. It's gonna be installed on Friday. I um I I made a promise to her. I said if uh, we don't get it installed last weekend, I will get somebody in to do it. It's, I think he quoted us a better price yeah. than he did the first time. Yes. <laughs> yes. We have a handyman. Yeah. And um, he, he will be here Friday to take care of that. And to put up our new ceiling and, fan and in our living room. Ceiling fan. Our ceiling fan in our living room is kind of ugly. And I don't look up, so it doesn't matter. But it does matter. And so I'm ready to have our yeah. new ceiling fan out. The, uh, we, we have a vaulted ceiling. It's so high. In, in the living room. And I can put a ceiling fan up in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, you do it all the time. I, I've, I've done it numerous times. But um, as high as that is, I do not want to get up there on the ladder and try. I, I don't No. I, You've I, already I, fallen off of a step stool in this house. We're not yeah, falling right? off of a ladder in the middle of the living room. We're, we're not doing it. <laughs> we are not doing it. We are not doing it. It's no. not an option. No. That, that's a little bit of a further fall. But, um, yeah, we have a hole in our wall from his fall off of the step ladder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brand new house. You have said this and it's the exact right description. It's like the, like the first, first scratch, scratch on, on your new, new car. car. Yeah. It's a hole in our living room wall that needs to be patched. Has it been patched? It's behind a bookcase now. You can't see it anymore. But I know. It's hidden by the bookcase. I would love to put a massive scratch on your not new vehicle. And then just go, but it's parked behind my car. Nobody can see it. Right. Look at your face. Look at your face. Okay, podcast <laughs> listeners, you cannot see his face. Y'all know what face I'm getting, though. Y'all know what face I'm getting. Uh, Ignixia in the live stream chat says, vaulted ceiling equals whips in the living room. This is true. Once these children grow the fuck up and move out. It's all and, I'm waiting and, on. And suspension hooks. Yes. And one day we might empty out our outside storage shed that's currently the uh, uh, your shop. Yeah. Uh, and if we do, that will also be a space. Mm-hmm. We'll have to put something up in front of the one window so nobody can peek in and see. But yes. Silent Wing is also right. Uh, any hole in a wall is a place for the creepy crawlies in the wall to come out. Yes. <laughs> yes. I had also thought of that because that's another call that has to be made to the pest yes. control people. Yes. Because we should be on a quarterly whatever, but it's Florida and there are bugs and they came out before the quarter was up. Yeah. I had a dream the other night about spiders. Oh, God. I know. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm not a fan of spiders. In general, Mm -mm. we have seen a 
few around here lately, yeah. and they're these are not the little teeny tiny baby spiders. These are like you can you could see their legs from across yeah. a room. And I've had a couple of dreams about them, and I woke up thinking it was real, and it had actually happened. Yeah, <sighs> uh, we you know living in Florida, we we have a, a spider here. And I get them confused because one is an Australian version and one is the, mm. the native. Uh, they're the huntsman spider or the um, wolf spider. Gotcha. So one and is like here and one's one the Australian is here and, version. And, okay. and one is the Australian Maybe somebody version. from Australia will be able to tell yeah, us. Yeah, and I, and I cannot uh, think of, of which is which right now. But um, they, they get a fairly good size. They're not like tarantula size but they're they're a fairly good size and you know, basically what they do they they hunt um palmetto bugs which that's fine please which, hunt those fuckers i fine. hate those things yeah which, which, which is fine but um you know they don't have to do it in the house <laughs> no no they need to go out into their habitat <laughs> right right away from okay me. it ignixia it, it, it's the wolf spiders we <sighs> okay don't i'm and normally i'm not weird about spiders except once they get to a certain size and mm. then i'm very weird about them in my dream the spider that i was dreaming about was really apparently three spiders because it started out as i think the wolf spider because we have seen a few around here yeah. and then it like morphed into a daddy long legs which don't bother me they're fine i think they're bug eaters too i don't know and then it morphed into a tarantula and that's when i woke up it's like, okay, um, we're done now. We're done with the sleeping thing. Mm. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I, I'm not really, you know, spiders, mm, yeah. they, they are not my thing. I'd rather deal with a snake any day of the week. Which we have had that in the backyard. Yeah. That was a little baby one. He was fine. And uh, I, I think the worst thing that I hate about spiders is when I walk into a web. You do. You go into. I go into like this. The ah! special interpretive dance yeah. that is. <laughs> I, okay, so I'm an awful human being for acknowledging that it's funny as fuck. I am also highly empathetic because we've all done it. I think I know I have, <laughs> and I don't want to walk into the web either. But it is funny to see my very laid back, calm, zen like daddy dom. Walk, 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 flail for several minutes. Do yeah. a few shutters. Go, get it off me, get it off me, get it off me. Is there a spider on me? Like, he's done the whole thing. And then we get in the car and we go. And he's zen again. <laughs> yes, Georgia Little, we get, oh, the palmetto bugs. I hate those things. I hate those things so bad. When I was a little girl, we lived in the, and I mean literal woods, um, mm. the first from like time I was like two until I was like 14, 15. And they were really bad out there. And no matter how, and our, our home was not airtight. It was a tin can that shook in a strong wind. Um, and they were everywhere. And I, oh, I still like, I, I understand spider phobias. I understand snake phobias. I have a phobia about that specific bug. And I will, I mean, cry, sob scream run out of a room and all of the people in my life are very annoyed by it because it's florida and so we have a lot of them but i hate yeah. those things so bad yeah. i hate those things so bad <laughs> mm -hmm. so you know yeah we're 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 finally getting the boy we went in a big arc from we did. talking about microwave and ceiling fans didn't we to bugs because we need to call yeah. the pest control company yeah 
So, you know, yeah, that that will finally be, be taken care of. We'll get that done. Um, and, um, there's a rumor that maybe the dishwasher might get fixed. I, I have started researching um, electricians. And plumbers. And plumbers. Well, I, I found the name of the guy who came out from Lowe's that installed the toilets. Oh, yeah. I want us. him to fix that toilet. And, <laughs> that's and not why we're calling him, but he, that's what I he want. Was, he was great. I loved him. He was really yeah, good. Wasn't he the guy you were in a conversation with, and he actually corrected himself on either, was it pronouns? The pronouns, On yeah. pronouns. Mm-hmm. He corrected himself. It was like, oh, I assumed. But I was like, yeah. we love a woke plumber. Hello. In, yeah. in, in kind of rurally Florida, right. like the middle of the state where, mm-hmm. what? Where yeah. there are more, what? Like it's we're so red in this part of the state. We're maroon, and a plumber who didn't assume pronouns. I am here yep. for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, glad you have his card. And 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 I thought I had misplayed, lost his card, and I could not remember the name. So yesterday I was on a mission, and I found his card. Um, and yes, I've also been been um, researching uh, electrician because we do have some things that you need a professional to look at. Yeah, because calling the electrician, there's two things that have nothing to do with the dishwasher. With the dishwasher. That could be fixed. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, one one is in the living room with the lights, with the weird light switch that does strange things. Every house, I think, I know every house I've ever lived in, there's one light switch that you're like, what is is happening here? Yeah. That is our one light switch. Yeah, that is our one light switch. And, um... When we got the new refrigerator, we kept the old one. Mm-hmm. And the intention was going to put it out in the garage. Our garage that is filling up so fast right now. Yeah. And that's going to be one of the next things we, we tackle. We've got stuff to organize that. We just need to put it all in place and organize it better. Um, the reason I wanted the, the refridge was not for extra food for the kids. Forget that. We have a deep freeze for that. We have a deep freeze for that. Um, my wood finishes. That now live in the refrigerator inside. <laughs> wood, wood finish has a, a shelf life greatly affected by heat. Well, it's hotter than fucking Florida. <laughs> so, therefore, the, the shelf life is extremely diminished. So, I, I wanted the refrigerator to put in the garage... And it wouldn't need to be kept really cold, but just cooler than the air temp, and, and keep all the finishes in there so they don't go as bad go bad as fast. Yes, and, and maybe the finishes could like not be sitting next to the eggs right now. Well, that's only the, the that's only one that needs to be actually does need to be refrigerated. Um, thankfully, it's all natural. Um, Still sitting next to my eggs. But the uh, the other finishes are in a plastic tote in the laundry room <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 i need to organize the laundry room too right so <sighs> it, it'd be nice to get that stuff in into its own little spot to to help extend the life of it and every time i plugged the refrigerator in that i tried to hook it up it, it blew the um right so circuit we must i wonder if our electrician will be as woke as our plumber mm. i mean i'm here for it yeah i support it mm. for sure mm. Mm-hmm. So, in other um, bonus section news, Sunday was John Brownstone's birthday, which we talked about last week, and we mm-hmm. talked about it on the Friday Hangout, and I'm talking about it again, because mm-hmm. now you've opened your birthday present, <laughs> and 
so I can say, you can say what you got. You got a uh, dinner from Carabas. Yep. Ordered it online, picked it up. Nom, that nom. was nom, nom, smooth. Nom, nom. That oh. was the best pickup food thing yep. I've dealt with in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, cake from Publix. If you don't have yeah. a Publix, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and your birthday present, mm-hmm. which was? A, a brand spanking new coffee grinder. And not like a basic one. No. Like this was like, I did the research. Nope. This is a conical burr. Don't ask me. Um, <laughs> you don't have to hold the button the whole time you're trying to grind. Exactly. You have a feeder doolally for your beans. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to you at a time when there's no need to grind any beans. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're really good at that patience thing, though. Yeah. I did notice you unbox it and it has a home. You just can't use it. I well, I, I have no need to grind any coffee at the moment. No, because speaking of coffee, we got our order from grindingcoffee.co yes. is the website. Mm-hmm. Um, the cold brew grind that we got is not bad. It's not spectacular. It's not like, oh, this is the best cold brew I've but ever had. But it's good. It's good. It's not, it's not bad. But it's the hot coffee so far yeah. that has been freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've only tried the Ethiopian blend. Um, have tried the, the Ethiopian blend mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it has been, it has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one, I, I know we talked about the other day, um, opened up the bag and the aroma of God, the, the whole house smelled was, delicious. was just amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, folks, sorry, we seem to be having little odd glitches with the with the feed a podcast audio folk hopefully you're fine yeah um and um what we tried was what the country yeah the country Country? of origin sample pack yes and um one of them was an ethiopian coffee and that was the first one i tried well the 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 first morning the first cup oh my gosh it was delicious it was absolutely delicious. I, I tried it uh, black before I put any uh, stevia or heavy cream in there. And uh, very smooth tasting, no bitterness to it whatsoever. It was very, very good. Y'all, so I wake up. He's still got a little bit of Bonner's cup. I take a sip because <laughs> we know I'm an iced coffee kind of person. That, yeah. that one little sip of cold coffee, by the way, was so good. I had a hot coffee that morning. So I could try it. Mm-hmm. I'm still in the middle of fucking July in Florida, not a fan of hot coffee because I don't like the heat, but that was good. That yeah. was so good. I can't wait to try some of the other uh, blends. But yeah, it's so good. Yeah, when I say the cold brew is not bad, I mean that it's it's as good as the other brews we've used for our cold brew. It's, mm-hmm. it's just as good. It's just not like the Ethiopian, I was like, holy shit, this is good. That, it's not at that level for me, but that's okay. It's still mm-hmm. drinkable. I still, if y'all have heard my slurping uh, with my coffee today, <laughs> that is what I'm drinking. It is my second one of the day because yeah. somebody, it was my turn not to sleep last night. So we're going to be we, highly we, caffeinated. We, we take today. turns. Um, uh, and, and thank you for the uh, birthday wishes, Crow and CDC. And and Crow, in answer to your question, why would somebody want to live in Florida? Because um, <laughs> they're all masochists. <laughs> I, I grew up, I, I was born and raised in the Catskill Mountains of New York. And in the two and a half months of summer that we had there, <laughs> it was beautiful. It, it was beautiful. And autumn, 
was was magical with with the with the leaves changing colors on the mountain. Uh, once autumn ended and winter set in, um, several feet of snow at a time and and below zero temperatures. Um, so here in Florida, it's kind of the opposite. It's the exact opposite. Um, come October, the weather turns very mild, and from October, pretty much most of the time through May. Mm, April. April, May, give or take here or there. It is just absolutely beautiful to do anything and everything outside in Florida. And, and un- until summer, which June, July, August... Yeah. Um, it's like living on the sun. So, and there are there are differences. So where we live right now, mm-hmm. those months were exactly it because there was no humidity. Right. When we lived not even that much further south, but in the Tampa Bay area, that dwindled because it stayed hot until November, and yeah. then by March we were hot again. Yes. And I can only imagine what South Florida must be like. Oh. And then in the Panhandle, when I lived up there for many many years. We could get cold enough. I actually had to like wear a scarf and like gloves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but no snow. I uh, I am I'm I'm here. For, I'm a Florida girl. I am. I'm a good yeah. lord. If you watch yeah. the news, we clearly have issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we clearly have problems. So it, it, it's kind of one of those things, and and this is how I, I I look at it now. You know, if you live up north, you know you have summer, and you kind of hibernate in the wintertime because it's too cold to go outside. Mm-hmm. So here in Florida, we hibernate during the summer. Hell yeah. In the AC. <laughs> Hell yeah. One of our next projects, well, we are, we're now homeowners, so everything, every day is a project. But yeah. um, one of the next things in here in our, our office slash recording area, we are going to finally put some curtains up over the blinds. Because while we are taking advantage of the natural light that all these windows afford us to for recording, it's also hot as fuck. And yeah. So we need to turn this room into mm-hmm. a cave, and then I'll I'll bet it'll be so pleasant. It, it'll make it'll make a big difference. And yes. then in the winter, we'll open the curtains and let the sun come yep. through and heat it back up. Yeah. But uh, crow, yes, gloves and a scarf. It was terrible. I yeah. I thought I looked really cute, but also I hate it. I would get I would actually no matter how cold it got, it could be like for us down to 20, 25 degrees it was a really cold winter up in the hmm. Panhandle. It would be that, and I would be so frustrated with this damn putting on a coat, taking on a coat, putting on a scarf and gloves, taking off. Uh, hated that. I would just walk from my house to the car in the cold with maybe mm. my sweater on and just like wait for the car to warm up. Uh, yeah, no. I was, well, I'm such a baby about yeah. even the slightest well, bit of you know cold. What, you know what did it for me, Crow? <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved the, the snow in the winter. You know, I, I, would, I ice skated. I tobogganed, mm. I skied. That sounds like activity. Um, even had friends with snowmobiles. Used to, you know, go out snowmobiling once in a while. Mm. Then I got older, <laughs> and, and I was out of school, and I had to drive to work in the winter. Yeah, I was like, uh, uh-uh, no more, over that crap. Mm-hmm. I have since moving out of the Panhandle and down now central florida but when we lived in the tampa mm-hmm. bay area i have learned the new phenomenon that i i know i don't remember experiencing at any other place i've ever lived in florida or elsewhere yeah um which is when it's hot enough when you're driving i don't care how good the ac is rolling the heat emanating up from the road will absolutely come through your floorboards and your feet 
are hot. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot, hot. Um, I have not personally experienced a day or a time so hot that I know of where tires melted, but I have heard of that before. I don't know. Is that urban legend or is that a real thing? I know I've heard of it being hot enough for that. Um, so, and we might not have snow days here. Well, central Florida, we have less of this, but we do in Florida have hurricane days. Yes. So that's not awful if the hurricane's not really that bad. (laughs) Or it's not actually coming to you, but your area is being safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks when, like, you're about to get hit by a fucking hurricane. That does suck. Well, yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's be real. But a mm-hmm. hurricane day when you're not actually in the path of the hurricane, great. Mm-hmm. Well, it was when I was a kid. <laughs> it's <less laughs> so when I'm an adult because then I'm like, wait. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and for anybody who's not familiar with it, the reason they do that is because the schools are the some of the most sturdiest built buildings and they are used as shelters yeah 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 so if you're in the path of the hurricane they're closing everything down so people will stay their ass home or evacuate or whatever they need to do and if like the last last hurricane season with us living here in this area we were not in the path of anything but they thought that our schools would be used as potential shelters because of getting out of town oh yeah and so they closed us down for three or four days Mm -hmm. so that they our schools could be available because people on the east coast were yeah they thought inland evacuating inland yeah yeah. yes so there is that uh and quite frankly hurricanes can be absolutely devastating there's no doubt about that i had just i have sat i sat through uh ivan when the eye barely missed us by 20 miles Mm -hmm. uh, and it went over the house and that was terrifying um i had just given birth to the oldest and watched on the news as my mom and all of my closest friends went through katrina and could get almost no information for weeks because towers were down and blah blah blah. i have seen some of the worst that hurricanes can do and yet i will take a hurricane over any of that other mess you got don't i tornadoes terrify me because you don't get but like what five minutes of warning Earthquakes terrify me because you get less than that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not here for snow because I don't like the cold. So I will take a hurricane as bad as they are any day, any day. Plus I get 72 hours. And quite frankly, the way the weather goes, I'm, I have learned I'm, I am definitely becoming like, I'm feeling my age. So weather reporting on, especially in hurricanes has gotten better over time because technology is better. So they start talking about them earlier, especially now that we've seen how devastating bad hurricane seasons and bad hurricanes can be they talk about them earlier but i am that old person who's now like well back in my day we didn't really know the path until 72 hours out and so then you decided when to nap to Mm -hmm. evacuate if to evacuate and now i get very like i'll watch the hurricane tracking and all of that when we're a week two weeks out but i'm not actually paying attention to it till we're 72 hours out because then it's like, mm, then you kind of know where it's going. Then you have a well, better idea. If Jim Cantori shows up, you well, know you're yeah. in trouble. If he's on your beach, <laughs> you need to run, okay? Get in your car and go. That's where the eye is going to land. It's coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and Nick Nixie is right. that The only way out of Florida is north. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. with, uh, I was it? Iris, 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 the one we had, Irma, Lord, I knew it was an I. Yeah. When Irma came through, we, I think we like, we did the back roads. Yes. We did not get on the interstate and it was still 
it wasn't completely bumper to bumper, but it was still backed up more than those back roads usually are. Mm-hmm. That was a wild experience. Well, I mean, we have two two interstates. Two main, Two yeah. main interstates, 95 and 75. Oh, God, 75 is the, the bane of mine. To get system. out of the state. You yeah. know, and then there's uh, 301. And there's 19. And 19. Yeah, and then once you get up into the Panhandle, you can get on 10. Running east or west. Yeah. 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 I-10 is very interesting because it runs the entire length of the country. So I have taken that to make road trips to California. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting. But yeah, that was... And it was funny because we talked about this at the time. God, it's been a couple years now. Mm -hmm. When we evacuated for Irma because I'd never evacuated before. Right. Like I said, I was sitting in a house as Ivan went over our head and just at the last minute turned and the eye went over Mobile and I was less than 20 miles, about 20 miles away from Mobile. Um, and it never even occurred to me to evacuate. And so we evacuated because I need internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the end, she was very grateful. I was. Because I had when, air conditioning when, too. I had air conditioning <laughs> and what ended up where we were living at the condo at that time. Um, without power for a week? We, there would have been no power for, for about six, seven days. Yeah. I mean, no damage, just no power. Right. Yeah. And and yes, George, a little ten is the one that runs through Jacksonville. Yes. Yep. You can basically start in Jacksonville, St. Augustine, somewhere there, and just keep driving west. Yeah. You will go through the entire country. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating because I'm a I'm a Florida girl, and I'm totally Southern girl. I've lived in Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida, and those are the only states I've ever lived in, and always at the coast. So as far south in Mississippi and Alabama, well, Alabama is in Montgomery, but in Mississippi, right on the coast. So I only know that part of the South. And when people would ask me, how would you just, what is that area like? I was always like, it's very green. There's lots of grass and trees. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) And then I took that drive all the way across 10 and I saw how the landscape changes. And it was Mm. was beautiful. Mm. It was fascinating. We were broke as fuck and did not have a camera. And it was before smartphones. So I didn't even have that. So I took no good pictures at all. But to watch the landscape change like that. Oh my God. I have no desire to make a road trip now <laughs> or in general, and certainly not on an interstate anymore, even though that is the fastest way. But I would love to see, to have that kind of trip to, mm. oh my God, it was so cool. Especially since my whole life, I had only seen the landscape we have here, primarily in Florida, but through parts of the South and yeah. And just <laughs> to go from it being, everything being flat to things not being flat, yeah. That was fascinating. So, hmm. <sighs> okay, so we have chatted for quite a while, mm-hmm. as always. Yep. Um, thank y'all for mm-hmm. listening, if you're podcast listeners, or watching, if you are on YouTube. Um, yeah. We appreciate you. Uh, hopefully, I don't know how much this topic this week helped, but hopefully it was validating. So you realize you're not alone. Um, Friday, as always, we will do our live hangout on YouTube. Yes. Um, for those who can't usually join us on Wednesdays, um, if you can make it on Friday, you will see a difference. We have our new camera mm-hmm. is up and running. Yeah. Um, several people came in uh, for our, a test live stream we did on Tuesday to make sure we could make it work. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's mm-hmm. all I got. So. Yeah. Glad to have you all here. Yeah. Uh, we love you guys. Mm-hmm. We will see you next week, Friday, whenever we see you again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye.